Welcome to On the Penalty Spot with Dave and Luke, episode 14, coming at you with Terry Henry, or otherwise known as Thierry Henry. Um, it's been a long time between drinks, mate. Um, for our viewers, what have we been doing? Uh, we've been playing a little bit of FIFA, we've been watching a whole lot of football and just working, I think. That's how, what I've been doing. How good is a whole lot of football, mate? There's a game every day, um, and when there's not a game on, there's, you know, the Finnish leagues on. Um <laughs> Mate, it's been great. I'm really adapting to this knockout phase of the Europa League and Champions League really well without two legs. I think it's it's something that um, the I think your wife need to look 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 towards towards the next uh, couple of years. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, I do like the one leg, um, but you'd have to have it in one country like they've got it now. You know, a neutral venue, mm. little knockout tournament, maybe the final eight. But I just don't know where they're going to find time in the, the calendar to organise that. So could it, could have it could have it at the end of the season every year. You could, but you've got World Cup, Euros, Copa Americas. This, is, a, very, this is very true. This is very pretty, true. But, um, it's a pretty packed schedule, but I, I'm loving it. I, I love a one-legger, you know. It's done and dusted, you know. We could have extra time, penalties. We could have a pandemic every year. Uh No. But, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's been great. It's been great for football. I was, I was chatting to a client today, and I was just like, um, funny enough, one of my clients, he played um, professional football in Iran for 12 years. Um, he was telling me he's playing, um, I'll find out the club name too. He was telling me he's one of the biggest clubs in Asia that averages eighty or sixty to 80,000 per game. <laughs> That's um, like a, an average weekend for a, a full A League fixture list. Well, that's what that's what you said. It's like Australian football. I said, yeah, only if you're playing on on Xbox and you're playing yeah. a, and you're playing away from home. Um, but yeah, we were chatting. I was just like, I was like, there's no way a Leon would win that second leg against Man City. I think Man City would come out and you know win two, three, four. You know, sorry, three or four nil. Um, in the second leg, I just think that it's it has that FA Cup feel to it. It does, and the FA Cup have actually scrapped replays next season as well. So, um, done and dusted in that um, one and none. So, yeah, it's great. I, I'll, I'll, I agree with you with Leon there. They wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have beaten Man City in that second leg. Or no. if they would, nah, Man City were too good. I think no. they'd come back. But in, in a single leg game, anything can happen. And yeah. proven in the last week or two. So, it's been great. I think so. Just before we get started, um, or we dig deep, deep into episode Terry Henry, um, I would like to apologise live um, on air in our podcast, episode 14. Um, Luke and I had a huge FIFA day uh, last Saturday, um, and the loss actually didn't come on that day, did it? It came at a uh, different time? No, nope, it um, came on that day. It came on that day. Oh, well, did it? Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Just erased it from my memory. Um, I would like to apologize for my inept uh, FIFA ability once again, apologizing uh, live on, on a podcast. Um I, we were the same team, so absolutely no excuses. We were even evenly matched, um, both Plymouth, um, both wearing green. Actually, one was white, one was green. <laughs> that would have been very hard. That, that would have been, been very been, difficult. Would have been, would have been a, that would have been a great excuse. Um, and I was absolutely outclassed on the day, 5-0. Um, I won't mention the two 5-0 wins I had um, in the same day, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like to apologise that uh, Luke is absolutely wiping the floor with me, and, and I truly um, admit that at the moment in FIFA 20, he is the uh, the FIFA god. You just had to get that dig in there, um, but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be apologising on the podcast because it's my turn to apologise on Facebook, and I'm sure you'll share it with um, your thousands and thousands of followers or. If you want it on Instagram or Facebook, you know, it's up to you. So yeah, Facebook's good, and then I'll just reshare to Instagram and, and Twitter. That's fine. Oh, cool. Double whammy. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I accept your apology. Uh, you are absolutely getting humbled. I am getting humbled, but it's good fun. It's good, it's good fun. We're nearly at 500 games. Yeah, I know. It's I've scored nearly 1,000 goals. It's That's great. great. I've um, got 98% possession, and I still can't beat you. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way uh, we play, though. It's the way we play, mate. I love it. Yeah, so... Anyways, mate, let's um, let, let, let's dig into this. Um, let's start with the Champions League. We we looked at um, mate, semi-final starts tomorrow. PSG and Red Bull, um, and then the following day we have um, Bayern Munich uh, playing Lyon. We have Germany and France in the final. Um, very rare, not to, very rare to not see a Spanish team in the last four, um, and very rare, I guess, in the last few years to not see a, um, an English team there or thereabouts. It's um, 
we all know my tip. PSG was a tip from the start, from pre-season. Um, they're there, they're, they're about at the moment. Um, mate, what was your take first on the, on the the quarterfinal or quarterfinals? Quarterfinals, great games, um, great games. Um, obviously, the the standout result: Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Um, no one does that to Barcelona. You know, eight two. I mean, that was it was a mauling. It was just embarrassing, and I've never seen a Barcelona team look that ragged, that devoid of confidence. But on the flip side, I've never seen a team as fluid as Bayern Munich going forward. They were they were irrepressible. It's a great word. It's a word for the day. Yeah, um, nice. It's a good word. Yeah, I've been. Well, I was waiting for you to jump online. I was reading the dictionary. So <laughs> um, no, but I was very impressed with um, Thomas Muller. Um, you know, it was weird that Lewandowski only scored one of the eight, which just shows how good Bayern are as a team. Um, Alfonso Davies on the left. You know, I've had my eye on him for oh, a few was, years. He was sensational. Uh, you know, ever since he debuted at my uh, beloved Vancouver Whitecaps, you know, I've sort of had a bit of a, a keen eye on him. And then he went to went to Bayern and he's progressed a lot quicker than um, many anticipated. Yeah, mate, we spoke about him at, I think, episode uh, two or three, um, just about his versatility. He's, he's an attacking, le- he was attacking left winger um, at Vancouver and he's made his way backwards, mm-hmm. um, which is great because he's got that attacking flair and he can defend. And he showed in setting up, um, I think it was at the fourth or fifth goal, um, one of the, yeah, six, we just six, absolutely six. bamboozled. Um, Nelson and, Samito at right back. Oh, he made mate, him look average. He made him phenomenal. look bang average. So, uh, And you've probably got to say that Bayern are the favourites to win uh, the Champions League now. Um, Paris Saint-Germain got to get out of free jail card. Um, get out of jail free card. That's it. Yep. Uh, last minute winner against uh, Atalanta, the Stoke reject, Eric Chupo. Yeah. Um, it's weird how these things turn out. You know, he's playing... You know, in the Champions League semi-final now, and he could barely get a game for Stoke. It's um, yeah, I was, I was disappointed for Atalanta. Um, yeah, I, th- of- I think I think every neutral was. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm not because I've got a bet on PSG to win the Champions League, <laughs> um, and I've picked them on on this li- live on our on on air. And um, you know, I'm a big fan of um, all the Brazilians at PSG. Um, mate, that, I, I watched the, I watched actually all the all the um, quarterfinals and. Atlanta look great. They're such a good team. They press really well, but they attack. They attack in four, five, sixes, sevens, eights. They all attack together and they all go back together. And the way he's got his team set up and the way how fluid it is in, in, in transitioning from attack to defense and, and pressing, it's um, it, it's great to watch. And I really, really hope they replicate that going into next season. They can add a couple of couple of players into their squad, but then I think it needs to be the right uh the right type of player for the way they're playing. And and it's a, a true testament to, to what they're doing and how they're doing is that they're playing for each other and playing for their manager. Um, a bit like how Klopp's got Liverpool playing. Um, they, all, they all tie in and buy into the system and they play well. Um, and it's not, I'm going to buy a better player. It's, no, you've got to fit into our team mould first and then you'll become a better player. It's the way it's got to be. That's just the way, I mean, it's a squad game. I mean, look at Barcelona. Lionel Messi has been carrying that team for how long? And now he just can't do it anymore. The players don't, they weren't playing for the coach. Kike Setien, who's out of a job now, going to be replaced by Ronald Koeman. Ronald Koeman, yep. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, he's a, a lot of history with Barcelona. Uh, but he was doing actually really well with the Dutch national team as well. Yep. They've uh, picked I think, up in the last couple of years. Mate, I think I uh, just read an article just before. I think Arsene Wenger's on the cusp of taking over the Dutch team. Yeah, he's put his uh, he's put his hand up. Um, wouldn't be a bad idea, you know. He's be great, be a great get for the uh, the Dutch team. But um, yeah, going back to Atalanta, watching them, they're just attacking waves, but they're all on the same wavelength. Um, they go forward as a unit, they go back as a unit, and that's they're so hard to break down. Yeah. Whereas you watch the way Barcelona played, and also Shakhtar, which we'll get into a bit later this morning. They were so dishevelled. There was no structure. Yeah, um, yeah. The defensive line was, well, there was no defensive line. It was staggered. There was just a, a lack of leadership and a lack of cohesion um, and just a lack of good coaching, um, really. And Kike Setien was an interesting appointment, I think, for Barcelona. Everyone looked at it and go, why Why is Kike Setien getting this job? Uh, what's he done? Who is he? Because no one really knew him. He was a bit of an unknown. Um 
failed miserably, unfortunately, for Barcelona. Yeah, fans. yeah, I think um, he's in a lot of trouble. And then Messi coming out, um, apparently coming out uh, in the last couple of days, saying that he wants to leave Barcelona. He wants to leave for someone that will win the Champions League, and he's not motiv- he's not motivated by money, which says a lot. Because, mate, to be honest, he um, he doesn't need the money, and I would love to see him leave. We've had this discussion, and I guess that the biggest debate between and about the goat debate at the moment between Ronaldo and Messi is that Ronaldo's done it in other leagues in other countries. Um, and Messi hasn't ventured out of Spain. I would love to see him um, move it. I can only only see him at two clubs. I can only see him at a PSG or a Man City. Um, they're the only they're the only clubs that could afford his wages. Um, I, I, it baffles me how if he does go to PSG, how any other, any team in the world would be able to cope with Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe as <laughs> a front three. Um, that 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 just yeah, I'd be lost, absolutely lost there. Um, Maisie, what I found great in the, that Barcelona game was Coutinho comes off the bench, bangs an assist and two goals in, in 15 minutes. Um, did nothing for Barcelona, and he's, he's um, he hasn't really done a lot at Bayern, to be to be fair. Um, but he, he's he's done reasonably well. He's done reasonably well. He hasn't done a lot, but he's, he's done all right. Um, mate, other quarterfinals we saw... Um, mate, Man City. Um, My tip. Yeah, your tip... Um, that fell through, unfortunately. We'll get into your other tips as well. Um, but, um, mate, Leon, I had a good chat with a mate of mine, and, and you know him well, Andy. Um, and he, we were tweeting each other, and I said, mate, watch out for Leon. He's like, nah, Man City was speaking. Like, hey, Leon's a good side. Yet they finished seventh in the league, but that, 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 that where they finished doesn't show how well they've been playing in Europe. Um, and that they give teams trouble. Um, you got Memphis Depay up front. Um, mate, Dembele off the bit. Banged in two goals in, in five minutes. Um, but, look, is, they were all over the shop. I watched City play, it, and it wasn't the City I, you, you, you've been accustomed to see. Their, their passing was a little bit off. Um, their attacking flow was off. They were dishevelled at the back. And we've spoken about that. They, they're, they're lacking a centre-back or two. They're like, they're like your Man United. They're, they're lacking a couple of centre-backs. Um, mate, they were, they were all over the shop. Sterling missed an absolute sitter. Um, to make it 2-2 and then they went up the other end and scored and um, cost me my multi on, at the end of the day as well um, mate, you, and yeah I think it's great great, great for football to see a club like Leon move into the semi-final yeah I, I 100% agree and um, Guardiola has to take a lot of the blame for that Man City loss setting them up with um, three centre-backs uh, he went away from their tried and tested 4-3-3 which on that day they're impossible to stop which I found a little bit odd um, for a team that doesn't have the wealth of resources at centre-back to start with three centre-backs and, um, you know, lacking a little bit of um, attacking potency. Um, it was a little bit of an odd decision and it was only when they brought, I think, Mares off the bench yeah. that City actually looked like Man City. But uh, full credit to Leon. Um, Musa Dembele off the bench, you know, he's... There's something about the name Dembele. There's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few of them around. They go right. They do, especially young Karamoko Dembele at mm. Celtic, 17 years old. That's another one to watch out for. Not, not quite Tiago Armada, but um, he's, he's done been um, one of the top players, I think, in future. But going back to Leon, um, yeah, they're just... I've always had a bit of a soft spot uh, for Leon. They used to be European specialists. Uh, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy Leon Janinho and his free kick days. Um, yeah. they're, 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 I do... Have, look, I, I obviously want PSG. I'd love to see an all-French final. Um, I think that'd be great. Um, but... For the neutrals, mate, um, it has to be PSG Bain. Um, I don't think you could. You probably pick a better final. No, you couldn't. Not not on form. Not with the to uh, the, the attacking sides that they have. Um, yeah, we'll be watching it um, for sure. Um, but uh, they've got PSG have to get past uh, Leipzig, uh, and Leipzig look pretty good. Yeah, they're good. They're very good. They're solid at the back, and that's um, that's going to be. Um, that's going to be their key, Leipzig. They're, they're obviously pretty good going forward, um, but they're, they're solid back. Timo Werner's probably spewing at the moment. Um, that doesn't have a possibility to play in a Champions League semi-final. Uh, but mate, he mate, they're good at the back, and they need to. Um, they never. They don't be on on task. I think Mbappe's pass fit to start, um, which is huge. Um, so you see the usual the menacing um, play of you know Neymar and Mbappe and potentially Cardi um, coming through the middle. Um, yeah. I think PSG will do it. Um, I don't think it'll be as as clinical or as easy as uh, what some would think. But um, but I think PSG will win that probably two 0 
to nil. Is that yeah. uh, one of your hot tips? You're gonna there's my, there's well, I will in the morning. <laughs> I've been I've been doing a little multi on the way to work, so I put a little uh, same game multi of PSG into um, probably into Mbappe and um, Neymar. I think they they assisted in the two goals, and I think there is it's their chance to score. Yeah, Neymar was pretty good the other day. You know, I'm quite critical, quite harsh at Neymar, but um, no, he did well the other day. Mate, he did well. I think he actually had the most dribbles in a Champions League game in that game. Most completed dribbles. Well, there you go. Proof's in the pudding, really, isn't it? So, no, but um, I'd love to see Leipzig with an upset. But, um, yeah, I, I see Paris Saint-Germain winning that. Um, yeah, but I see, yeah. Bayern, I see Bayern Munich being Leon as well. I think Leon potentially... They had their final against Man City. Yeah, I think so. Potentially getting a goal. I think that's that. I'm not going to say you know a big score, but I think that's another two, two, two nil, maybe um, two nil, three one. Um, but the yeah, final is going to be huge. It's going to be great to watch. It's going to be a great spectacle. It's got a good little World Cup feel about it because we're coming out of um, two weeks straight, and um, I'm trying to get the morning off actually so I can go to your place and uh, and watch the watch. game, which would be cool. Um, mate, Europa League. Um, your tip, Man United, bowed out. <laughs> They had enough chances. Um, uh, yeah, they really did. They um, they botched so many chances. But uh, credit to Sevilla, uh, you know, an ex Newcastle legend, Luke De Jong, uh, with a winning goal. <laughs> zero and zero goal, zero goals in twelve games here for uh, Newcastle. Yeah, he's not wasn't the best. Neither, neither De Jong was good for us. Um, we got De Jong won. Um, yeah, so um, Man United, they had a lot of chances. Um, Martial was guilty of missing quite a few clear cut chances. He's um, not. He's he's not really an out and out striker, is he? He's better coming off the wing. Yeah. Um, so they probably do need a focal point, someone up front. Um, they've got Odio Nagalo, which I think they should have brought him on a lot earlier in that game. Yeah. So he's more of an out and out striker. He's probably more clinical uh, than Martial at um, finishing chances, but. Yeah, another penalty for Man United. You know, Bruno Fernandez is the uh, penalty king. So I read a stat today. Newcastle United has had, I think, was it six penalties in five years or something? Yeah, maybe um, about 12 or something. Man United had 22 this season. 22, there you go. So it's just... But you got to, we don't get the ball in the box, so that's why we don't. Well, get that, the that, box. that that's 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 what I think. We, I think I think we've had twelve penalties in the last like six years, and then someone um, someone tweeted back and said, "Yeah, that's because we've only got the ball in the box bloody twenty times." <laughs> that's true, though. So, you know, it's uh, credit to Man United for actually getting the ball in the box to have the opportunity yeah. to win penalties. So it shows attacking intent. People will mock Man United, you know, say, oh, they can only score penalties, but you've got to be in the box to get the penalties. Mate, Sevilla, um, great football side. Um, great Europa League team. Specialists. specialists. Uh, absolutely special. I think it's going to be a cracking final. It's um, Inter. I picked Inter to win. Um, oh, this is going to be a, a superb final. Shout out to Donetsk, um, the Brazilian Ukraines. Um, mate, they started off pretty well. They, they, they gave away their first goal. Uh, Martinez with a good header, but the... Uh, you know, sloppy area at the back, sloppy um, distribution in the back by the keeper. Um, Inter took advantage at half time. Um, Shakhtar had sixty five percent possession. Um, come full time, they lost five nil. Yeah. So um, yeah, your, your shout of Inter's looking good, but didn't you put a bet on Shakhtar? I did because they're paying fifteen bucks. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, uh, the Shakhtar. Gave it's called it's, it's called hedging bets. Hedging. Hedging, ah, that's right, yeah. No, Shakhtar, they um, they gave away about three or four of those goals, but into a clinical. Um, that first goal, the keeper, Piatov, shanked his clearance. Yeah. Cross, Latara, Martinez, header, boom, goal, easy. Uh, Martinez and Lukaku scored, I think, in his 10th straight Europa League game. And Two 33 goals, goal, 33 goals a season. Yeah, so Lukaku now is one goal off equaling Ronaldo's record tally in his debut season at Inter. And Ronaldo scored his 34th goal in, in the, the final. In the final with the yeah. old UEFA Cup. Yeah, UEFA final. Cup. He was 20 years old. He's <laughs> 34. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, just... Lukaku's probably underrated. You know, oh, I think he's extremely underrated, mate. Like, he gets a lot of flack. And, like, you, you'll struggle to find a striker in world football with that combination of pace, power, yeah. and finishing. You, you won't find many players similar to mm. Lukaku. He's, he's phenomenal. Mm. He really is. And I'm, I'm really happy for him. If we if we just go back a tad to Red Bull, um, I'm, I'm just found a, gr- a couple of great little stats here. Um, Red Bull Leipzig have gone from the fifth division in Germany to Euro uh, to UEFA Champions League semi finalists in eleven years. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, they're, they're still a new team. I mean, that's inc- absolutely incredible. And on top of that, um, Yusuf Paulsen debuted for Red Bull Leipzig. Red Bull Leipzig in the German third division in 2013. He's now going to captain his club in UEFA Champions League semi-final. 
it's it's fairy tale stuff. It really is. And um, I know they're the most hated team in Germany. Um, they are because they're bought um, and they have no history. Exactly. But, but, you, but you need to create history, don't you? And you look at some of the players they've got. Some of them have been there for us, like Paulson. He was in the third division. A couple of other players have been there from the second yep. division. So they're not entirely bought. Um, they do have a good his, a good scouting network as well. Uh, they do buy buy well and sell high. So they're, they're a pretty well-run football club. I think a lot of it's just jealousy. Yeah. So who's your tip um, into a Sevilla? Um, I'm going to go with Hitta, based off the form that they showed against Shakhtar. I mean, Shakhtar were awful in the last half an hour. Uh, but Inter, they're riding high at the minute. So I'm, I'm picking Inter 2-1 after extra time. Interesting. I like it. Well, who's your tip? Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be quite close. I think it's going to be 2-1 Inter at extra time. Oh, that's a very um, creative, <laughs> um, yeah. creative guess. That's good. <laughs> but, um, I'm excited for it. I think it's on... I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday morning, I think. I think it's a day after. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it's... Oh, no, 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 no. It's this week. It is. It is, actually. I think it's Saturday Saturday or Sunday morning. Saturday morning, morning. yeah. Yeah, what is it? Saturday morning? Yeah, Saturday morning. Saturday morning, 5 a.m. How good. How good. I'll be tuning in for that. Yeah, nothing on... Shame the Champions League front. And then the uh, French League starts on Sunday morning. How good. Um, There's no rest, is there? There's no rest. That's what you... It's kind of what you want. This um, straight into it. No rest. Mate, um... Let's move away from the Champions League um, and Europa League. Um, mate, Newcastle United finally got a response from the Premier League, um, albeit in my eyes a cut-and-paste response that we knew everything about anyway. Um, and for me, it just seems like they've, the, the Premier League has just passed the buck um, and they've just put the blame back onto PIF. Um, and it seems like a game of... Um, the other person did it. Now you did it. Now, now, now you did it. At the moment, yeah, yeah. It's um, they released us what one and a half, two page statement without really saying anything. I got nothing from the statement, nothing that we didn't already know. Um, it's just a, it's a he said, she said. Uh, at the end of the day, like you said, and I'm growing a bit tired of it. Uh, to be honest, um, obviously there's new prospective buyers that have come in. For us, I don't really buy too much into that right now. The fact that Michael Chopra is the face of the the bid um, doesn't exactly fill me with confidence. And yeah, that's that's very bizarre. And the fact, I mean, he's a known habitual liar and gambler, and he's had his own issues, and I, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Um, plus, he did play for the unwashed down the road as well. So, um, but the Premier League, they have a meeting with the, the Newcastle United Trust um, tomorrow tomorrow wednesday english time so hopefully we get some answers from the richard masters and his uh, associates there but i don't really expect them to divulge too much information yeah i am um, i'm a, a little bit lost to where this is going to go um i feel that we're stuck with ashley for a little bit longer yeah i, I think so too um but it's mate, we've had it for what 13 11 12 years however yeah. long it's been it feels like forever yeah. Um, but Premier League season starts in less than a month. We need action. We need movement on the transfer front. We need a squad refresh. So if it's going to be Ashley, I just want to know now so that we can prepare for a season with Mike Ashley at the helm. Because if a takeover is going to go through, then that's another week or two weeks down the track. That other teams have got an advantage ahead of us in the transfer market. It's it's exhausting. It really is. It's been going on for five months almost. Yeah, long time. Um, 19, 19 weeks at the moment, um, which is pretty much unforgivable. Too much media played out. Um, I think there's much more to much more to this than what um, obviously what we've been told. Um, the thing is for me that the, the Premier League had come out and given a statement which doesn't clarify anything because we kind of knew that, that they were playing games from the start. Um, but I'd like to see PIF come out and make a statement and either say, yes, we're still fighting for the deal or no, the deal is dead. Because um, the fan, at the end of the day, the fans are the ones that they cop it. Yeah, we're sort of in limbo at the minute. Um, even a statement from Mike Ashley, anyone really, just, just give us something. If it's dead, tell us it's dead. We can move on. But it's, we're clinging on to this faint, a little bit of hope that um, this could go through within the next few weeks, and it's it's not healthy. <laughs> it's no. not healthy for anyone. So just c- either cut the cord, say it's done, 
or say, yes, we're moving on with it, it's still a chance. Because yeah. being in limbo, there's nothing worse. There really isn't. Spot on. Um, mate, um, yeah, no, it's frustrating. We can't really do much about it. But like you said, we, they need a, bit, a little bit of clarity in, in from Ashley. Just say Steve Bruce can move on. Try to make some signings. Obviously, he's not going to get a lot to spend. We've been leaked with a few strikers recently. Um I, I, the loan market's going to be probably his saving grace if he can get some deals done. Um, it'd be very interesting to what he can get done and how much Ashley is going to be willing to spend. And for me, Ashley's the type of person that he'll be like, okay, well, if you're going to spend $40 million now, I'm going to put $40 million top, on top of the asking price. Well, as a businessman, why wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, why would you put that much money into an asset that you're about to sell? I mean... Yep. His asking price is 350 mil. If he's going to spend 30 mil, why wouldn't he charge 380 mil at the end yeah. of the day? So it's a rock and a hard place. Ashley is a shrewd businessman. We don't like him. We never will like him. But he's been a successful businessman for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's run Newcastle like a business, unfortunately. Um, he hasn't lost money. He hasn't made money. Or he's made a little bit. He's actually made money. And um, he hasn't lost any money. But Newcastle haven't really progressed. Um, and that, and that's what all the fans want. They want progression. They want someone with a vision, someone with a um, with the thought and future of us at hand, um, which is the which is the key part. Um, mate, a little bit of transfer news. Um, David David Silver, he, he's gone back to his homeland. I love the signing. I love. Yeah, this move. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, we've spoken about Real Sociedad having one of the most attacking and young young teams coming up. To have this player, David Silva, come in and add that class and experience to a young side, mate, it's it's a phenomenal move for all parties. Um, everyone expected, myself, expected David Silva to go to retire in the Middle East or MLS. USA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's got back, um, he's 34. Uh, Man City have just announced they're going to be um, building a statue of him outside the stadium, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Next to Aguero when Aguero retires. <laughs> yep, and Richard Dunn was somewhere in the back. I think he's got a statue there. So <laughs> um, I think he's got the most own goals in Premier League history, Richard Dunn. Yeah. So, but no, David Silva to Real Sociedad is a fantastic transfer. And I think I read an article, the Real Sociedad website crashed when they announced it. Yeah, so. I think that, that's, like you said, young team. Now they've got an absolute class old head. Um, a very, he's a very he's an artist of the game. Greatest Spaniard to ever play in the Premier League. Yep. Yeah, uh, definitely. Arguably one of the greatest Spaniards of all time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe didn't get the re- international recognition that maybe he deserved because Xavi and Iniesta were sort of there as well. But um, as far as technique goes, you won't find many better players than David Silva. Yeah. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Um, Mate, for you, uh, there's there's quite a bit happening uh, worldwide in football. I know Douglas Costa's on the the uh, the Man United uh, the Man United wanting list as a backup to you know the Jaden Sancho not not happening. Um, a lot of people, a lot, lot of media outlets coming out saying, "Ah, oh, Jaden Sancho deal's done." Um, mate, the, the Dortmund are holding on to him. Dortmund have actually agreed um, on loaning Reina from Real Madrid. Yeah, on a, yeah, it's a good, good on, player. On a um, on a two year loan, I think it's a great pickup. I think he'll fit into that mold really well. Very, very uh, Goitzer style um, positional play. Um, I think he'll he'll slot in really well. And and Dortmund have the a very great ability to develop a good young player. I mean, they won eleven two in a preseason friendly the other day, and Bellingham scored already. You know, so he's yeah. fitting in straight away. It's just it's the structure, and it's it's the way they've got. The, uh, the coaching setup there, it's built for young players. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. Them and Ajax are probably the two best clubs in the world for developing youth players at the minute. Um, and um, Douglas Costa to Man United was an interesting one. Well, that piqued my interest a little bit. I don't think he's ever fulfilled his potential, Douglas Costa. I, I think he, he's in the same mould as uh, William. We'll talk about William soon as well. Yeah. Um, but Douglas Costa to Man United, it doesn't, I don't think it fits. No. It's just, there's something about it. It doesn't seem right. Like, I don't think he'd do, do that well at Man United, to be honest. Um, Sancho is the one they need to go for. Um, and I know they really do want to push for it, but Dortmund don't need to sell. So they hold all the power. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and when you've got a team of Renier, um, Sancho, Haaland, um, Bellingham, hopefully we get some minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, they're pretty potent. They'll be, that could be their team for the next ten years. You know, Dortmund, uh, they're, but they're a selling club. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, 
Dortmund always produce these players. They sell them for a profit and they bring great young players through. That's just the way the the way the club works. And yep. they, they can hold on to Sancho for another another year. Euro twenty twenty one, he'll play for England. His value will go up. You know, it's just yep. the way the football world works. Um, Matt William, um, Arsenal, huge wages, huge wages. Huge wages, multi-year contract for a 32-year-old inconsistent winger. I, I don't, I don't want, I don't know why. I, I can't see the logic. For every two good games he plays, he'll have three bad ones. It's yeah. just rocks or diamonds, and I've said it for years. You know, on his day, there's, there's not many better wingers, but when he's off, he is putrid. He is awful. But um, yeah, I think it's his friendship with David Luiz as well. Maybe at Arsenal, but, they, um, they are they are very close. They are close. I think they got business interests as well. Together. Yeah, they got restaurants in London. Yep. So, but I don't, I, for the money they're paying him, I don't think they needed a winger. That wasn't high on their priority list. They need a defensive midfielder. Uh, they need another centre back. Uh, yeah, they they've got a few centre backs lined up. Um, Gabriel. Um, yeah, he's apparently uh, pretty close to signing. Yeah, I think for twenty-seven million pounds. Uh, you, yeah. you being a resident Brazilian correspondent would probably be able to tell me more about the yeah. type of player he is. Mate, he's a great player. He's a le- he was a left-footed centre back, um, ball-playing centre back. I, I think he's. I think this is going to be a great signing for Arsenal if if they can get the most out of him. He's he's the um, head of the throne of of Thiago Silva. So once Thiago, yeah, once Thiago Silva moves, I, I see him slotting straight in that back in that Brazilian back back four. Um, you think about it, Thiago Silva's on his way out. Miranda's getting old. You've only got Marquinhos at the moment. David Luiz won't see the the light of day of a of a um, yellow jersey again. Um, but he's great. He's a good ball player. He, he picks his pass as well. He's, he's left footed, and there's not a lot of left footed centre backs around. We, we we joked the other day. We got Kieran Clark, um, <laughs> but uh, from the from the top of my head, I, I can't think of a class a classy um, left footed centre back. Um, Nathan, Nathan Arke. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, good. Nathan, good little pick up for Man City there as well. Um, but yeah, mate, I think he'll be. He's going to be a great fit. Um, hopefully, he can. Uh, Rain David um, David Louise in a little bit and and, and limit his errors, um, but I think that's a very shrewd pick up from um, Arsenal because I know quite a few clubs are in for him, um, so they've they've probably obviously jumped the gun and um, and got a little a little march on, march on their their opponents there. They need it. They need some class at centre back. You know, I mean, when Mustafi was probably their best defender in the second half of last season, you know, you probably need some upgrades in the yeah. defence there. I think so, mate. I think so too. There's a lot of stuff happening, like transfer wise. Luis Suarez back to Ajax, um, potentially. Love to see that. that I would that, love to yeah, see that. that. That'd be great. Um, PSG, Dortmund, Monaco, Louis, um, for for Zaha. Um, I, I love seeing an Englishman go abroad. I think people Englishmen are quite um, hesitant to move overseas, and I'd love to see something like that. I know he's not an Englishman, but he's plays for Ivory Coast, um, but he's still English. Yeah. Um, mate, I'd love to see little moves like that happen. Um, the Kai deal stuck in the mud at the moment, um, refusing to pay, you know, 80 million. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, I know he scored the other day, you know, Kai Havertz, but yep. £90 million, pounds, it's, I think Chelsea were hoping for a bit of a COVID discount, uh, which they're not going to yep. get. No, I think I think Liverpool are doing the same with Thiago. I think they, they're refusing to pay the £38 million. At the moment, yeah, but I'd pay it. I'd pay that for him though. I know he's twenty nine. He's, he's, he's in his career. He the only reason they're refusing to pay is he's, he's out of contract. Um, next year. Next yeah, next year. So they're trying to get a little a little knock me down price because uh, he probably won't resign. Um, so buying a plane hardboard now, but I dare say that might end up at around the twenty eight mark. Yeah, I'd say 20, 25 to thirty, and um, yeah. he could be on his way to Liverpool. And they just signed another left back as well. Greek left back caught a lot of people off guard, but um, yeah, if yeah. Any, if we know anything about Liverpool, it's that they do their homework. Uh, they scout, and if they're buying a player, they know what they get. Yeah. So that's good backup for Andy Robertson. Um, obviously, on the right side, you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold and young Nico Williams there signed a new five-year contract. So Liverpool look pretty set in the fullback uh, department for the next few years. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're pretty they're in good hands, mate, at the moment. Yeah, well, they for, are for a lot for a long time. And there's a lot of rumours that a lot of Premier League clubs are in for Rian Brewster as well. Uh, yep, um, I think there's about four or five clubs. Is I yeah, think we're one I think them. I think Villa, yeah, Villa, one of them. Um, we're one of them. Um, but he, and, but I'm also reading that Klopp's willing to, to give him a chance at Liverpool. That they, they don't have a striker outside of Bobby Firmino. Yeah, you got Origi that pops up and scores when you need to. But I know Newcastle, Villa, Fulham, Brighton, and Crystal Palace want him. 
Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what Klopp, what Klopp does there. Yeah, I mean, Brewster's had reps on him for quite a while. You know, when England won all those youth tournaments, he was a top scorer. Did well at Swansea, scored 11 goals um, last season. So it's just, it's almost like the Tammy Abraham. You know, he just needs that opportunity. Yeah. So Abraham was on that, the cusp of making the Chelsea team for a while. Went to the championship, scored goals. So I think maybe a loan to a lower half Premier League club, like an Aston Villa would probably suit Brewster quite well, which worked for Abraham. So, um, uh, but... I think um, you're, you're right. Firmino is pretty much their only out-and-out striker. Origi's a super sub. He's not a 90-minute player for me, for Liverpool. Yeah. And he's probably better coming off the wing. So they, they're quite fortunate they've got Mane and Salah who score a 1,000 goals between them. But I'd and love to see yeah. uh, Brewster get a chance. Yeah, so would I. I'd love to see good young English talent get a chance as well. Um, and to fit that mod, I think he probably he'll fit that mod pretty well up front there. Step in for Firmino, he moves quite well. He's good on the boys, quick. Um, it would probably create a little bit of space as well. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that how that, that how that plays out. And oh, guess what? The season starts in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, three or four weeks. I think September the twelfth. Yeah. Apparently, the fixtures were leaked, but um, I don't know how accurate that is. But if it is, then we're away to Leeds in the first game. Oh, I saw that, Dan. And do you know who made the leak? Who's um, Fantasy Premier League. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because people yeah. were putting their teams in, weren't they? Yeah. The next fixture. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is, but who knows? You never know. Or usually, mate, all the jersey leaks are pretty much spot on. That's true, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you ordered our kit yet? Our purple. Um, one? No, there's literally in my cart at the moment. Yeah. So I right, do. I'll, I'll do that before I go to bed. All right. Cool. But um, another transfer, another good young English player quite sought after has never actually played in the Premier League is young Ben White who was awesome at Leeds last year yep um, obviously right known him uh, but he's linked with a lot of bigger clubs so it'd be interesting to see what happened there because um, Brighton Lewis um, I think Lewis Dunk might be on his way out yeah um, big fee too 40 mil to Chelsea Chelsea yeah. have apparently been given the go ahead to sign Chilwell uh, Dunk and there was another centre back who I can't remember for the life of me but mm. Yeah, Chelsea trying to overhaul their defence um, and looking British, which a few clubs seem to be doing now. I know Newcastle are looking British. Um, Chelsea are as well. So it's, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Premier League to start again. You know, with the uh, extended transfer window until early October. Yeah. Clubs will have the first few weeks and then... Because I, I don't like when the transfer window closes before the start of the season. I just... I like to get a, a gauge of the team two or three weeks in. All right, yeah. we need this, we need that. With the transfer window closing the start, you, that's what you've got. You're stuck with that. So yeah, uh, bizarre circumstances that we're living in at the moment. Oh, it's it's nuts. It really is. Yeah, it's very nuts. Um, I was just thinking just before, mate. Um, who like pretty probably pretty early to to predict over the season's a couple of weeks away. But I was I just had a passing thought of who do you think would be the, is going to be the breakout Premier League player of the year. Next season? Yeah. Ooh, that's a massive... It's a big call. It's a big call. I mean, someone like a Timo Werner could come in and take the Premier League by storm, especially yeah. with the um, the ammunition that Chelsea have on the flanks now. Um, yeah, I mean, Timo for that price, you know, you expect that. I'm going to try and think outside the box a little bit. Um, I've, I've got I've got mine. I, that's the only, reason why, it's the only reason why I asked you. <laughs> Who is it? Who've you got? Uh, mate, I think Martin Martinelli is going to absolute crack in you oh, at Arsenal. That's why I don't understand why they signed Bullion. Yeah, I think he's going to absolute crack in you. He's, he's he got voted um, goal of the year for Arsenal. Um, he had, he either had an assist or a goal in every second or third game he played for Arsenal. Um, I think um, the 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 real Ronaldo's got huge wraps on him, and it says it reminds him of himself, um, which. Coming from his coming from uh, from the man himself is is a huge rap. I think he's going to have absolutely cracking. You given game time, um, I think William is going to suppress his talent a little bit. Um, but I think he, if he can break through, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be up there with with breakout side of the year. Yeah, Martinelli and um, Bukayo Saka as well. Um, yeah, Arsenal two phenomenal yep. young players. Um, you could argue Saka had his breakout there year this year. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Martinelli as well. Uh, I think he didn't even... He came from like second or third division in Brazil. Yeah. Or it wasn't one of the um, traditional clubs that he came from. So credit to the Arsenal scouting department for uh, finding that gem. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's usually where... Uh, that's, what they get, that's what they get paid for. 
well, they don't always do it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody found Joel Linton and said, "Yeah, that's Matt. that's a forty million pound player right there." Yeah, well, mate, they picked him up. So he was he was at Corinthians as a young kid, um, yeah. but then mate, they didn't they didn't like him. No. Um, and then moved across to a crappy little Serie C, so do, pretty much Division Three team, um, and that plays in the Campionale, uh Campionato Paulista. So that's the San Paulo San Paulo League. In the top tier, and that's when he excelled. He excelled in the, you know, when he's playing Corinthians and Palmeiras and and Cruzeiro and Santos and all them, um, and that's where he got picked up. So that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, I was. I remember reading about it that it was third division Brazil. I'm like, geez, how the hell did they find that? Yeah, well, they got promoted. Yeah, well, that's the reason. I think they found him because they in Brazil they play two leagues, so they play like a national league, and then they play like your state league. So the Rio, Rio has one and the Sao Paulo has one because most of the teams are from there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they, they found him through there. I think it's a, and he's landed on his feet at the Premier League and, mate, you've got to start somewhere. Does he uh, Does he play for Brazil one day? I think he does, yeah. Yeah, I think he does. It's a bit of competition for those wing spots, though. Yeah, oh, there is, mate. But um, like you said, there's a lot of rocks and diamonds at the moment. It's true. That is true. Um, you, you like, if you, if you went to... Like you asked, obviously me, like they're probably asking one of the biggest Brazil fans going around. <laughs> um, but if you had to said name your Brazilian side, I'll, I'll name you the back four. I'll name you the keeper. I'll name you my holding midfielder. I'll name you my midfielder. I'll name you my striker. But I can't name you. I can't give you a rock solid winger or two. So, who, so who, is, who is your Brazilian team right now? Oh, uh, definitely Alisson. Yep. Um, and I. Um, it would be Alisson up front and Edison in goals, so they can just <laughs> rotate between each other. Cool. All right, not bad. Um, it's not bad, and then they can just rotate. It'll be they'll be safe as houses, mate. David James played up front for a while for Man City, so it's been it's done. It happened before. Oh, this is up front, mate. Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, um, mate. This is an interesting one, to be honest. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. I think you you got to have Alisson in goals. Um, Left back is tough. Like, do you play Alexandro? Do you play Marcelo? Marcelo's aging. Alexandro's up and coming. I'll probably put Alexandro there. Marquinhos and Thiago Silva at the moment. Thiago Silva's absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, absolute, absolute rock. Um, like, and then you, you go like, who do, who do you pick? Who do you play on the left? Who do, you, um, not sorry, not on the left. Uh, like, who do you play on the right? That's it. That's this position. Like, Brazil's really struggling with the, not really struggling, but they don't have a right back at the moment. It's uh, it's the glaring omission, I think, in that Brazil team. Yeah, well, Danny Elvis, Danny Elvis is still playing. Yeah, but not for much longer though. I mean, no. he's past his use-by date. Really, he's still better than ninety-five percent of right backs in world football. But um, who who else is there? I mean, so mate, we've fine. got you've got we got you got Fagner, you got uh, Emerson at um, Real Betis. Betis, yeah. Um, but then the left backs, like the left backs, don't ring. You know, obviously, I think Alexandro is the number one. Um, he gets forward as much as Marcelo does. Um, but then you got, um, you know, you got Renan Lodi at um, Atletico Madrid. You got, um, and then the centre backs. You got Militao, who's he's at Real Madrid, and he was. He, I don't think he's done much Real Madrid. Yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see him come through. Miranda's thirty six. Um, it's quite a lot. It's quite uh, an old Brazil squad. Thiago really. Silva's thirty seven. You got Alex Tellers. Um, I think Alex Tellers for me does more than Alexandro. Um, Porto left back, um, but right backs where Brazil struggle, mate. Fagner, Emerson, Danilo. Danilo did nothing at um, Man City. He's he's not doing much at um, at Juve. Um, but that's where I get stuck. Like you, everyone, everything else I can I can name. I'll give you Casemiro, who's probably the first on the team sheet. Um, depends what formation you're playing. Fabinho is probably in, in or there thereabouts or Arthur. Um, and then Fernandinho, like they, they got so much depth in that midfield. But then you're looking at the wings. Felipe Coutinho has got to play because he does well for Brazil. Um, but then you don't have any wing players. They got William, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, but then you got players like Richarlison. Um, you got players like uh, Vinicius. Yeah, Vinicius. But that's what I was, that, that was going to be my next point. Is like give it a year or two, and then I, I'll struggle to. Not find someone when you got Rodrigo, you got Vinicius, you obviously got Neymar there. Um, you know, potentially Martinelli. Um, you, you got even like there's the Everton from Benfica is pretty good. Um, it's just a tough. It, it's not if we were, if the World Cup was now, I wouldn't think Brazil would win a World Cup. 
No, I wouldn't have thought so either. I mean, it's sort of, it feels like a transition period um, right now for Brazil. Uh, they're still top five teams in the world, but there are a couple of glaring omissions and uh, holes in that team. That I, yeah, think. I, I think they're two to three years away from developing really well, and that's giving Vinicius Jr. another two years of football, giving Rodrigo another two years of football, and then you've got your front three. You've got Rodrigo on the right, you've got Vinicius Jr. on the left, you've got Neymar through the middle. Um, I think that that could, that could be quite potent. Then you've got, you know... Casemiro holding midfielder still because he's he was born in '92. He's got plenty of years left in him. Um, you can probably play Fernandinho there because the bloke will probably play for the next 15 years. Um, I would like to see Lucas Paqueta come along well. I think he's very he's underrated. He hasn't got a lot of time happen a lot of time at Milan. Um, and then it's just at the back, mate. Like I said, um, Gabriel could come through that centre back as I said, play next to Marquinhos, um, and then you just got to find that left and right back. But they're in safe hands at the back. Um, but mate, I could name you an English side on the spot. That's that's the funny thing. On the penalty spot. On the penalty spot. Yeah, on the penalty spot. So, yeah, it's an yeah. in- interesting one. Yeah, England's England's in pretty good hands, I think, for the future as well. I think we've. Um, I don't want to call it a golden generation because I'm not sure if we're quite there yet. Um, it's not quite Belgium's golden generation or Portugal's. You know, back in the day with the Ruby Costa and your Figos and. Made some phenomenal players. They still didn't win anything. They didn't. They didn't. So but they were still coined the golden generation. Same with England around that 98 to 2006 time period. When we so, had. Same with Australia when they, um, when they, you know, Kuehl, Cahill, Viduka, Lazaridis, Bresciano. Yeah. yeah Vince <laughs> Grella, Moore. Like good, yeah. good side. Bosnich. Zelko Kalitz. Schwarzer. Schwarzer. Yeah, yeah. Schwarzer. It, was, it was a great, yeah, it was a great Australian squad. Um, and you compare those players to the players that are playing for Australia now and it's you know, night and day. Not even oh, close. Yeah, it's Premier League and League Two. I mean, how many how many Australians are playing at the highest level? Two. Moy and Ryan. Oh, this, yeah, same club. Exactly. But yeah. there's no one else really. No. OMA Bill, I think he won the, the title in Denmark. He did, yep. Um, but realistically, that's... That's yep. as far as it goes. Oh, Daniel Arzani, maybe. Where's he at now? Utrecht, I think. Yeah, he's, he's on. on he's, on, he's on loan from Man City. Yeah, that's oh, true. But Tommy and Tommy Rogic at Celtic is about it. Scotland, top league though. Not really. Well, they are an FM in a, in in a, in a week or two. That's right. When we uh, load up a new FM game. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, I mean, Australian football. It's. It's not that crash hot at the minute, and it won't be again for a little while. There's, there's a lot fundamentally wrong uh, with football in Australia, but that's another conversation, I think, for another day. I think so but, too, mate. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, but um, yeah, it's um, we I haven't even we haven't even touched on the LA too much because it's actually not um at the front of our minds at the moment, is it? No, it's uh, pretty far at the back, to be honest. Uh, we'll watch it occasionally, but it's just it's it doesn't doesn't excite me at the moment. Really doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's very fair, very, 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 very fair, um, mate. I think that probably brings us to the end of our episode fourteen, which is fantastic. Um, Big Al's fiftieth birthday the other day. Oh uh, yeah, nice. Which is good. Um, I do have it on this day. You do? Okay. I definitely do have it on this day. Um, Nineteen ninety-six on this day. Um, David Beckham scored his halfway goal against Wimbledon. Neil Sullivan. Yeah, absolutely cracking shot inside and long head backs. Um, little, little ping from halfway. So 1996 on this day, David Beckham scored that iconic goal against Wimbledon. Put him on the map. And then three days after that, David Batty scored against Neil Sullivan for 40 yards. But no one remembers that one. That's no, because it wasn't David Beckham. It wasn't David Beckham. But yeah, it's could, great on this day. Could we, could we also do on this day, um, new, the new takeover group wants to sign Ronaldo for Newcastle? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's just, let's not get into that, mate. That's not going to happen. It really isn't. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But um, if you were to take over Newcastle right now and you had to make one marquee signing, one statement signing, a realistic one for Newcastle United, who would you sign? Because I don't think Messi is going to be realistic because Messi is going to want to play Champions League. Ronaldo is going to want to play Champions League. Oh, so you're talking about if we had money. If we had money. So you are Shikavi. You've just taken over oh, Jesus Newcastle Christ. United. You've let, you've let me a bit of money first, and then you're going to buy a player for Newcastle United. Money's not an issue. It's convincing the player to join the club. 
and it's going to be, it needs to be commercially viable as well because obviously you need to sell jerseys. Who, who are you going to buy? If it was three weeks ago, I would have said Jaden Sancho. Um, yeah. But if I, I would buy Anton Griezmann. He's available. He's yeah, he's available. He hasn't done anything at Barcelona. I wouldn't say continue because he hasn't, like, he's been flying around. I think Griezmann, a little under radar signing, Griezmann would be um, World Cup winner. Um, phenomenal for Atletico Madrid. Hasn't done much for Barcelona, unfortunately. Um, I think he would be definitely the one to uh, to pick up. I like it. A Griezmann on the back of a black and white jersey. I can see it. Yeah, I can nice. see it. Mm. He wouldn't be cheap, but I think he's, there's only five players that Barcelona have said aren't available right now. So I think it's Messi, Fati, Puig, uh, Testegen, and De Jong. De Jong. Yeah, they're the only five. Everyone else, free for all. Yeah, interesting. They must yep. have some good talent coming through. They always do. Mm. Interesting. Well, that's a good question. I like that. Who would you sign? I said it a few episodes ago. James. Um, ah, James yeah, is available. Yeah. James yeah. um, is available. Wouldn't break the bank. Um, in the prime of his career, um, worldwide, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a brand name, James, after what he did at the World Cup. So, And he's still got a lot left to give. He scored some good goals in that World Cup too. He's a good player. So, yeah, I'd, I'd sign him. I, I, I like the Griezmann shout. Um, you know, he might have to start on the bench behind uh, Miggy and St. Maximan and Joel Linton to begin with, and, but he, and, he's got and, the talent to work his way in. And Atsu. And Atsu, yep. Chicken Katsu, yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd definitely go for Hamez, though. Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, Hamez, nah, Hamez, Griezmann would be good together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of left, good left foot. Feet. Feet, yeah, plural, yep. Left foot, left feet. Yeah, a lot of left feet. You know a lot hey, about good. a good left foot, don't you? Yeah, a good left foot. This, this <laughs> best players are left-footed, mate. How good? Ronaldo? Mm, he's both footed. Both Ronaldos? Both footed. Okay. Messi. Right. Me- Messi. Nobby Solano? What's Messi? Messi's left footed. Mm. Do you think Messi's better than Maradona? Yes. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I know people say Maradona won a World Cup. He, he literally did win the World Cup by himself. You know, he punched the ball in the net, the little prick, but they did win that World Cup. Uh, still hurts, even though I wasn't born at the time. I still feel the pain. Uh, <laughs> Do I, I still? Mean, I still feel the pain of 1950. 1950. Oh, that was a rough one, wasn't it? It was tough. That was rough, but uh, I mean, obviously, I've grew up. I've grown up watching Messi, um, but everyone's seen the Maradona highlights. No one underestimates the talent that Maradona had, but Messi's almost god, really. Messi and Ronaldo for me—they're just phenomenal. Yeah, I think so. I think I think I think he is better than Maradona. It's it's great. It's a great era we're living in. Just need to sit back and appreciate it. Definitely. All right, that brings us to the end of episode Terry Henry. Uh, very Australian theme to that one. Um, we'll be back on Sunday with a Champions League preview, Champions League final preview. We will probably about seven or eight hours before kickoff. It will be <laughs> straight in, straight out, and sorted out. Sounds good. We might actually do it on Sunday morning, maybe. If we've yeah, we could do it. That will work. And so we can drop it. So people have a chance to listen to our preview and hear how wrong we get it um, very, before very, the game on Monday morning. Very smart human. All right, much love from me. We'll chat soon. Chat soon. Bye-bye.